0: Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Naked Leadership Podcast. This is Chad. This week, Dan and I sit down and have a great conversation about how do we correct a a problem or a challenge on the team, specifically when it has to do with a single player on the team. As you'll hear in this conversation, this concept of hard on the problem, soft on the person is something that sounds like a great idea, and it is a great idea. But there is some implementation and there is some clarifying aspects of that idea that we run through in detail in this conversation. I can't wait for you to have a listen. Here we go. everybody welcome back to the podcast dan how are you i'm well thanks chad great to be here i'm so happy to be with you Uh, i just want to mention adrian is out this episode will be we will miss him Uh, We can't wait to have him back for future episodes
1: he's out there doing great things excited about what's coming back our way
0: that's right um so let's dive in this week i want to talk about Something that is uh, somewhat of a motto, but but definitely displayed and practiced even on our team, um, I've experienced it many many times. Is this idea of being hard on the problem, but soft on the per person? This is something that I learned from you, Dan. I think uh, actually, specifically, um, I learned it from Eileen first. And, and Eileen is just a master for those who don't know, Eileen is Dan's wife. She's also the head of coaching at TNG, one of the partners and just a brilliant, brilliant coach. Some of the most profound, uh, experiences of breakthrough I've had has been being coached by Eileen. Um, and I'm so grateful for her. And she taught me this principle first, but then I've seen it practiced over and over and over again in our organization, and um i'm just a, i'm such a fan i love it it's so different than most of what i've seen in my career and what i've done in the past um is that i've had the tendency in the past to make it about the person when something's not working it's the person the person's the problem they got to go or they got to learn or they got to you know all of that sort of stuff and it's such a different approach when we say hard on the problem soft on the person
1: yeah. Well, if you think about it, we did that episode on freedom and this is an expression of freedom. Because, yes. Right. Because, you know, I, I think it, I think everybody would raise their hand because at least I do. I, I there's so many times I've been angry at the person because of the problem. <laughs> when yes. the, prob- the problem is upsetting me and now I'm going to take it out on the person because I don't want to deal with the problem. And, you know, I don't even want to have it in my space. And so I press on the person and, you know, they shrink up because they all of a sudden they become a tool to fix the problem. And, and, you know, how, how long does somebody want to remain a tool? So I think that's a huge deal and being able to d- differentiate the person from the problem is even if the person, the person's attitude is a problem, the per- you can talk about the attitude versus take it out on the person. Yeah. And like, there's only two breakdowns you can have with a team member in my book. And maybe there's more. I just haven't seen it. Oh, if anybody else can see these, I'd love to hear them. But one is it's a competency problem. They need training to be more competent at what they do with the organization, actual skill. And the other one is an attitude problem. And, and that has to do with how they're relating to what they're doing. So somebody could be very good at what they're doing, but their attitude could be actually detrimental, and the price of their skill may not be worth what you're paying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, you have to really weigh that.
0: The prices that you're paying. You
1: yeah, you and the team and the clients. Right, right? and and you may and, and it's so easy to get caught in the conundrum of if I, you know, this person does a lot for me. Right. We've talked about that before. And I, yeah, I can see that they're hurting the business, but at least they're, they're relieving my pain. So I'm willing to pay the larger price because it's more indirect. I don't really see how that's affecting the bottom line, the pipeline or whatever, you know, revenue, top line revenue. There's a number of ways it could be affecting it. But I just like the fact that I don't have to deal with the things that I don't want to deal with. And they're dealing with them. It's almost like I give them license to be an asshole to a certain degree. Right?
0: Yes. That's, that's so interesting. I'm, I'm experiencing that with a one cl- client in specific in, in particular right now where he is willing to let the vision pay the price. Oh, I've been there. So that I've, he doesn't have to, I have a whole
1: drawer of t-shirts that say that on it. I've, done, <laughs> I've done, I've done that enough. And it's such a betrayal to the person. Yeah. That's what I've learned. It, it, I betray the person if I'm not having the conversation with them about what I see. Is it working? I can point to them what's not working. I've got evidence for it to help them develop. I basically don't want to take the time to develop them. I just want them to be the good tool I hired them to be.
0: Hello, my friends. This episode of the Naked Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Revenant process. I wanna tell you about the next Revenant we have coming up. It's November 3rd through the 6th, 2022 in Los Angeles, California. Now, if you haven't heard us talk about the Revenant, there's a few things I wanna point out about it. Really, the Revenant process is an opportunity to change your focus and renew your mind. Dan calls it a gym, and in that gym, it's a place to invent a future that inspires you, to stand confident in the face of disapproval or chaos, to exercise the courage to learn from conflict, to create new meaning in your relationships, to be a voice, not an echo. Now get this, there's over 50,000 Revenant graduates around the world. 97% of those graduates surveyed say that it it exists in the top three experiences of their lives. I'll echo that sentiment for myself personally, my Revenant process, definitely stands within the top three or four experiences of my life. I cannot explain to you the clarity and excitement that I got by going through this process. So imagine what's possible for you. Think of a future that you want as it relates to yourself, your self-talk, your relationships with others in your career, and come to the Revenant process ready to make it happen. Again, the deets are November 3rd through the 6th. 2022 in Los Angeles, California. If you want to register, you can go to wearevenant.com. Wearevenant.com or simply click on the link in the show description. Let's go extremely primary for just one second, if you will, just entertain me. What is the separation between the person and the problem? Like how are they two different distinct... Ideas.
1: Well, the the big thing is if you've got a pro, if there's an issue, you should be able to, to describe what the issue is. And to the degree that you can't describe what the issue is, you cannot differentiate between the person and the problem. Yes. Like, like you've got to look at the results. You got to be able to point that, say here is the issue. And, and is, you know, the best you can describe it, then show them, then show yourself. This example is an expression of the issue. Now, if you if you a lot of times, if you can really if you can really describe the expression, you'll find that you can you can communicate more clearly about what the issue is from the example. That's what helps you. Like I've got an issue with Chad. Um, I don't like his attitude. He's disrespectful. Now, what what example shows me I can use to show Chad and what the issue is? So let's say it's Chad's gossiping about Adrian.
0: Mm-hmm. OK, so I can point to that. Oh, I got some shit on him, man.
1: Yeah, that's right. And you come <laughs> to me and you say, you know, Dan, I really like working with you, but I'm having a hard time working with Adrian. And, and uh, you know, he's just he just does. He's, he's too. uh too controlling, whatever.
0: He's too arrogant.
1: Too arrogant. I can't talk to
0: him. Yeah.
1: Now I can now point to the issue. I could say, I don't know exactly what this means, but I can see you're, you're inviting me into a relationship with you. That's not going to be good for me and Adrian Mm -hmm. and, and you, it's going to divide our synergy. It's going to break up our synergy. What is it? You've been unwilling to say to Adrian, what, request have you not made i mean what i want to do then is find out but the point is i can point to the issue
0: yes you can name it
1: i can name it and i can say and i can actually extrapolate possible outcomes if we continue to if we continue in this relationship i can point to what the possible outcomes will be and yes. i can also make a request that's specific about resolving the issue Yes. I can I can say, I can see, Chad, you have an issue with Adrian and you're having a hard time talking to him. Talk, do you think talking to me is gonna make that easier? Or <laughs> what do you want from me that can help you have that conversation with Adrian? Mm. Yeah, I make a request. Yep. to see. Now, if you can make a request back, you could say, well, Dan, you know, like maybe we now you're going to, you, you go into action about how you are going to have that conversation. Well, that's great. Yes. If you don't, if you keep justifying not talking to him, then I might say something like, well, I'm going to give you two, 48 hours to talk to Adrian about this. Then I'm going to talk to him about it. Hmm. Now I'm going to, now I'm going to take hold of it because I know what it's going to lead to and I'll be a victim to that. I'll take the hors d'oeuvre. Thanks. I don't want them. The sandwich. So yep. I'm gonna to go to Adrian and so now you could say, well, okay, good. Help me think about maybe you'll get more committed to doing something about the issue. Yes. And and, and if you are, we can get into the how you're relating to your relationship with Adrian, that might help you open up an invitation that he may respond to. Maybe the way you're extending the invitation to talk is part of the problem. I don't know. I got to investigate. Right. But for now, but what I'm doing is I've externalized the issue. It's not about you personally. I can relate to it. I've done it. I'm not here to make you wrong, but I am here to do what's going to be most optimal to us, our relationship, the mission, the vision like that.
0: Yeah. A couple of things I want to point out in what you just talked about. The first one is, is once again, surprise, our language reveals where we're at, right? Yeah. So if you find yourself leaders, listeners, if you find yourself saying, Tom is a problem, Tom is a problem, then you don't have a separation or language for what the actual problem is, with what's actually going on for Tom or the team or how he's relating to the vision. You yeah. the,
1: the problem that Tom has shows up like this.
0: Yes. If yes. there's any
1: hope of recovering him, uh, any ho- or having a clean separation,
0: you want to make these distinctions. Yes, that's the difference in the language that you'll notice in your language when either Tom is the problem or there is a problem, right? And and Tom is a participant in the problem. That's right. And and only till we get there can we, you know, actually put to put to work this principle. Hard on the problem, soft on the the person. On the person. On the person. Because then I can see Tom as an ecosystem of humanness.
1: Yes. And he may see something I don't see. I may learn something, even if he's victimized by it, that I can stand shoulder to shoulder with him about how he's going to resolve what he thinks is impossible. And that's the value of having a partner or a colleague or a manager, however you want to frame it to stand and look at the problem together, not head to head, but shoulder to shoulder. How do we solve this? Yes. And, and that takes practice and rigor. And that's a way of that. That's a cultural, you can breed that into the culture.
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's also like this. Um, it's so apparent to me, there's this three step process, if you will, quote unquote, that I talk about with men and their emotions and it's name it, tame it, aim it. Oh, I love it right so most not most a lot of us like when it comes up we we're, we're resisting it so much that we don't we can't even name it we certainly can't tame it we, we we let it take control of our decisions and then we don't have any control over it so we can't aim it in a way that's that's purposeful i actually hear the same that's process good. you're talking about oh, you know, I, I,
1: I I like your language better we got to start using it <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> name it name it name it yeah in this in this when when we're ta- making the separation between the the person and the problem it, it's a it's a rigor it's a it's a practice to name it to actually really, name the problem.
1: That's right. We Normally we name our emotions about the problem and think that's the problem. Right. I, mean, right. I speak it for myself. That's usually the first thing I name. Right. right? And then right. once I think about, well, what's triggering these emotions is this action or this attitude. And now, or both, and now I can start defining what that is, which gives me more clarity, which takes a lot of charge off
0: of the person. Tame it. And
1: I, and, and I can now invite them into it and aim it towards the vision.
0: Yes. And look, this is this is this is what I want to be clear about is that these challenges, these opt quote unquote obstacles are what gets you closer to the vision. If yeah. you can aim them in a way that is for what whatever you guys say you're about.
1: Yeah, you know, in the the revenant that you were in just recently, that was a lot of remember a lot of the The theme in that was to go into the problem because the answer, the solution, we're going to find it in the middle of the problem. All of a sudden, people got very, when they saw that happen and it worked, they got very attracted to the things they normally would normally repel them. Yes. right. They got more excited, fear turned to excitement and possibility.
0: Mm -hmm. Right on. Yeah. Good stuff. I love it. So um, as we start to make this separation between hard on the problem soft on the person. What is what Dan, what's like some practices of approach that you take, um, when there is something clearly that needs to be addressed, um, you've, you've named a few of them and you've played, you've, you've actually role-played with yourself a little bit through some of them, but I think it's powerful even to just think about like what, um, it, it would be a powerful conversation for you and I to have is like, how do you start to approach? There's a problem, right? You've identified, you've, you've separated the person from the problem and you've identified the problem. You've given it language. What do you do next?
1: Yeah. Well, then you got to give an, you know, you got that, you give an example, you're clear about it. But the next thing is, I mean, I've got to ask myself, where am I in this? Mm -hmm. Like, like what's going on for me? Like what What? I don't want to, I want to be clear about, where I stand, because it's so, you know, the Jordan Peterson line from 12 Rules for Life, you know, don't lie or at least tell the truth or at least don't lie. And a lot of the lies I tell, I've noticed, are omitted. They're omissions. I don't want to say this because I'm, I'm afraid it's going to hurt too much or it's going to separate us or put angst in the relationship or whatever. There's a million different things. But the bottom line is I don't want to wrestle with how to say what's going on for me. And I might find a really good solution to the problem, but not believe the person or not have faith that the person is going to actually fulfill it. Then I got to have that conversation too. Yeah. If there's I've got to be aware of what's operating for me in relationship to the problem and this person's willingness and ability to solve it. They mm-hmm. may have the ability and not the willingness they may have the willingness and not the ability. They may have both the willingness and the ability. Those are things I got to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And and if I don't, if so, and usually that shows up intuitively for me, and I've got to check it and go, what is it that I'm so that this person sees the problem, they see the possibility. Usually they don't see. They're not as enthused about the way to get there as I am. And then I need to address that. You seem a little reticent about doing this. Is there something I'm missing? what's going on for you. Right. Yeah. Or or they just out and flat out say they don't want to do it now. Now I'm stuck with, okay, I don't, now I don't trust that they're going to get it done because they don't want to do it. Now what, now what, what, how do I stand with them there?
0: Yeah. Those are all,
1: those are totally, you really got to pay attention to that stuff.
0: Yeah. Along with, you know, you said what's going on for me. a step that I like to try to skip is what's my contribution to the breakdown.
1: That's what I mean. It's it's like what, that's part of what's going on for me. Right. The contribution. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to be fancy and not use the language, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, like what's, what's, what is it that I'm doing that's making this or contributing to or adding to the very difficulty I'm complaining about?
0: That's right. And I think for me, my own experience is that when I am willing to take a look at my contribution to the breakdown, that even makes it more clear the separation between the person, person and the
1: problem. problem. It it certainly takes the sting. Like you, if you actually do that, you probably won't be upset with the other person, right? Because you understand how your lack of participation over participation, misdirection, Avoidance, evasiveness, or whatever has contributed to what you're—the very thing you say you don't want.
0: Right on. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I know it's—it's it's, a lot of stuff. I—I I just you discover along the way. That I think the whole thing is: Are you willing to discover? Are you willing to learn each time you get into the problem that this problem is not the one you solved last time, even though there are aspects of it that you're familiar with?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really um, a temptation sometimes to uh, conflate those, right? That this is, oh, oh I've seen this before. Yeah. Oh this man. This is the same. This is the same thing that Kevin did. Yeah. The and famili- he had to go.
1: The familiarity filter. I. Th- this is like that, and that's just yeah. the, the way to save energy when, in fact, I'm shorthanding something that I might be covering over very important details that could be resourceful to resolving the issue.
0: Yeah. Right on yeah i love this principle i love getting messages from my clients throughout the week here's what's going on here's how i'm being soft on the person hard on the problem like yes
1: more resource right people it's 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 fun to see it's fun to be happen to me it's also fun to see others look at a problem want to run away from it after a conversation get excited about and resourceful about getting back into it because they see a new possibility any way to get through like that
0: that is fun that is a lot of fun well this is great man i think this is a great little uh uh addition to the podcast thanks so much dan thank you chad and let's get our pal back here right away i know let's do that all right right. bye-bye everybody ciao Well, my friends thank you so much for listening to yet another conversation on the naked leadership podcast your listenership and commitment to the podcast means the world to us if this podcast or these conversations has helped or inspired you in any way would you mind going to apple podcasts and leaving a five-star rating and a glowing review this helps us grow the movement and reach more leaders and teams finally the greatest compliment that you can give us is sharing the podcast with your teams and the other leaders in your life until next week bye bye everybody